0: listening to the maroon monsoon now back to our host tim healy welcome back to the maroon monsoon here on the sun devil radio network i'm tim healy we're glad you decided to give us a listen this evening in its brief ncaa division one history the arizona state ice hockey program has never been one to shy away from taking on and conquering significant challenges in its ongoing effort to become an elite collegiate hockey program And the results have been impressive, to say the least. In the 2018-19 season, the Sun Devils earned the program's first-ever NCAA tournament berth. Last year, ASU posted a program-record 22-win season and likely would have earned a second straight NCAA appearance were it not for the coronavirus pandemic that brought their season to a premature end in March. Now, with the pandemic still very much a part of our daily lives, ASU hockey had to get creative in order to put together a representative schedule for this coming season. The result proves yet another challenge that provides a challenge that will be met head-on by the Sun Devils and their outstanding head coach. Joining us tonight to talk about ASU Hockey's unique scheduling arrangement with the Big Ten Conference and to give us a preview of his Sun Devil hockey team is a gentleman who's entering his 13th year in charge of Sun Devil hockey, his sixth season as coach of Arizona State's Division One hockey program, in each of the last two years, he has been a finalist for the National College Hockey Coach of the Year award. And we're delighted to have Coach Greg Powers join us on the Maroon Monsoon. Greg, good to see you, my friend. How you been? It's great to see you, Tim. And it's it's, it's always good to hear that silky voice of yours. Ah, shucks. How much did <laughs> I pay you to say that? <laughs> hey, the, so the news came down this past Tuesday. Arizona State hockey has reached a scheduling agreement with the Big Ten Conference for this coming season, whereby ASU will play every team in the Big Ten four times each this coming year, with all 28 of those games being played on the road, on the home ice of the seven Big Ten schools that sponsor men's hockey, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State and Notre Dame—a stunning development, to say the least. Greg, tell us how this uh, scheduling arrangement came about.
1: Well, I mean, Tim, as you know, and, and and all of our fans know, we we we've been for the you know five years of our existence the only independent um, program that plays Division One hockey, and with with obviously the, the COVID nineteen pandemic and, and everything that that it, it entails. Much of college hockey is going to go to conference-only play. So we had to come up with a solution. So we had a seat at the table. Um, and we had a few different opportunities to to, to go up at this in, in a really unique and challenging way. Um, but our biggest issue was going to be finding games in January and February when everybody was playing just conference games. And um, the Big Ten ended up being a a, a a really good situation for us and for them because they only have seven teams to play, so they didn't want to be in a situation where they had every weekend one of their teams that that was going to be off and on a bye. Um, we 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 did a lot of talking between you know obviously our administration Frank Ferrara and and Ray with with the Big Ten offices and me with all the coaches that um, we would match their testing protocol and it ended up being a, a great you know kind of match to to solve their issue of an unbalanced schedule and in, in our issue of, of, being able to find um, uh, an opportunity for our guys to have a, an equal seat at the table. So that's how it kind of came about.
0: You were with us on Ray Anderson's podcast earlier this week, Greg, and uh, maybe you could repeat for our fans listening. Uh, you've got, they, you fi- they figured out a way to make your travel relatively efficient, albeit that you're going to have to make a lot of uh, trips to the Midwest uh, this coming year.
1: Yeah, I mean, what, one of the things that, you know, so, so they came at us with with the opportunity to play 28 games, four games in each venue. Um, we, we obviously wanted to strategically, um, you know, give ourselves the best opportunity and, and do it with the least amount of back and forth for our players. Um, so what we did was we came up with an idea of, of just doing it in travel segments. So Minnesota and Wisconsin will be a travel segment where we might play on in Madison on a Friday and Saturday, and then we'll have two or three days off um, and and obviously bus three and a half, four short hours to Minneapolis and play the University of Minnesota maybe on a a Wednesday, Thursday, you know, and then come back that Friday. The same, we'll do that trip twice. We'll we'll do the same um, idea with Michigan and Michigan State, which is a a pretty easy one. They're only an hour away from each other. Uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Notre Dame does play in the Big Ten for hockey, uh, that's about a four-hour trip away from each other. And then when we go to Penn State, we'll probably just go one time and play the uh, the Nittany Lions four times in about eight days. So we're a program that, that since our inception has been used to traveling up to a dozen times a year, and we've been able to come up with a solution here where it looks like we probably will only have to take seven trips. They'll just be an extended trip every time, but – um, all, all you know, our players are all going to school online, and they won't miss a beat in the classroom. And and it's an opportunity for us to, to grow closer as as a program, be out on the road together, and 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 build up our culture even more. We're excited about
0: it. You've traveled a lot as a Division One program, and you've also played some of the top teams in the nation, many of them in the Big Ten, the teams you're going to face this year. In fact. Uh, I was looking at the final NCAA rankings from last year, Greg, and four of the seven Big Ten programs were nationally ranked. Penn State, number eight, Ohio State, 10th, Michigan, 17th, Minnesota, 18th, and Notre Dame was in the Others Receiving Votes category. Oh, by the way, Arizona State was ranked 13th. And then you throw in Wisconsin and Michigan State, are traditionally strong programs. How do you feel you're going to match up with these teams in 2021? It is going to be a lot of fun.
1: There's not a weekend off in that league. It's arguably the most, you know, uh, the deepest from top to bottom league in, in college hockey. And um, we know, we, we know it's going to be a tremendous challenge. But um, we, we just really like our team. We really like the direction that our program's heading. We've 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 played everybody in any type of environment. We haven't shied away from anyone as we built this program. Um, we've beat you know, pretty much everybody that we've played to this point for the most part, um, especially the last two years. And we believe we're ready for this opportunity and this challenge. Um, when we spoke to our guys on Tuesday and broke the news to them, they they could not have been more excited about it, you know, and, and, uh, I think people on the outside looking in, you know, I mean, I've been called a lot of, a lot of different versions of crazy for playing 28 road games. Um, but, uh, it's just another obstacle that we're letting the outside world create for us, and and that, that we're confident we're gonna we're gonna charge right through
0: and overcome. Greg, I know the schedule is probably in the developmental stage, but do you have a sense when your season will start and your preseason practice schedule too? Yeah, we're gonna start the weekend of November twentieth. Uh,
1: there will be four Big Ten teams, I think, that will start the weekend before that. We'll start the weekend after. We don't know where. Um, we should hopefully know that where we're anticipating. You know, maybe by the end of next week, and and they're doing what they can to get that to us, so we can get our travel all scheduled and, and get that situated. Um, so, so we do know we're going to start November twentieth preseason um, practice. We've been going at it for about six weeks now in small groups. We've been able to get so much great work in with the guys, and and, and historically do things with them that, that you don't really do as much as we have in, in skill development, and they look really sharp. They feel very good about where they're at, and uh, we've been able to do some some competing in very small groups, and, and um, they look great. You know, We, 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 we uh, anticipate being able to practice fully as a team on Monday, October 19th, and that will give us a month to really get our team concepts dialed in Um, and and get these guys ready. And and it's all the time I think we're going to need to to get them ready.
0: Sun Devil hockey coach Greg Powers, our guest on the Maroon Monsoon tonight. And uh, our next segment, we're going to preview Greg's 2020-2021 ASU hockey team. Tonight's broadcast of the Maroon Monsoon is brought to you in part by Lyft. Thank you, Lyft, for being a proud Sun Devil Athletics partner. Indeed. And in our next segment, Coach Powers will preview his uh, hockey team that's going to hit the road and head to Big Ten country early and often in the 2020 2021 hockey season. But first, we'll take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. You're listening to the Maroon Monsoon. Now, back to our host, Tim Healy. Hey, Sun Devil fans. Here's a reminder you can keep up with our radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at Sundevil Devil PBP. We're winding down tonight's installment of the Maroon Monsoon. I'm Tim Healy, thanking you for joining us tonight as we continue our conversation with Sun Devil hockey coach Greg Powers, whose team will play an all-Big Ten 28-game, every game on the road schedule this season. And they'll do so with a squad that's coming off back-to-back History-making seasons: a 21-win NCAA tournament season in 2018-19, a program-record 22-win season last year, a season that included wins over three top-10 ranked opponents. Greg, as you get ready for this season, share with us your overview on the team that you'll have coming back. Well, I think the first,
1: the big question that, that a lot of our fans want to want to know and have asked me. Is, is how we're going to place two kids assigned NHL contracts on our back end that ate twenty six to twenty eight minutes a night um, on our blue line and Brinson Paschnuck, who's now with the Sharks, and Josh Minuskalko, who signed with the Penguins. In um, we we love what we have back there. We developed two sophomore, two freshmen last year, and Jacob Semek and Jack Judson, who are really ready to step into major roles for us as sophomores. And then we we, we you know we brought in a, a high end freshman in Carson Casabud and a really high end transfer from Alabama Huntsville who led them in points as a defenseman and a freshman in Tanner Hickey. So we, we love our core. Um, Jacob Wilson's our captain and our senior back there and kind of heart and soul of our team. Uh, Jared Gorley's another guy that's ready to, to, to eat more minutes. And then Vito Janssens from Latvia, um, certainly is a kid that, that can fill minutes for us. But really what we're excited about is how deep we are up front. We are not going to be fun to play against. We're going to score a lot of goals. We have a ton of depth and, and talent and skill and more speed than we've ever had. Um, you know, two kids that, that, that I think Sun Devil fans are really going to enjoy watching how they play. Uh, one is Chris Grando, who, who, who's a transfer from Boston College. He was their rookie of the year as a freshman. He redshirted with us last year and he looks tremendous. The other one is Sean Doogie, you know, a a five foot, all five foot, three of them uh, came from, from Wisconsin. He led them in points as a sophomore at Wisconsin. And both those guys will be eligible this year and really add uh, an element of speed and skill up front that we just haven't had. And then, then obviously, you know, when you tack on our our number, I think two, I've seen it two to fifth rank recruiting class, um, you know, and all the talent we return with guys like Johnny Walker and James Sanchez and and the rest, it's exciting. We, we're going to have a hell of a team.
0: Boy, Johnny Walker's been a great story for you, hasn't he, Greg? A Phoenix native who is now the top returning goal scorer in all of collegiate hockey. 60 goals his first three seasons. His 96 career points are the fourth most of any returning player in the nation. You couldn't have written a better script in that regard to have a local kid lead the Arizona State hockey program in its early years. Especially one that was so passionate about wanting to become
1: a Sun Devil. He, he could have gone to a lot of places. And, and just from the inception, the day we announced the program, he aggressively came after us and said, that's what I want to be. I want to be at ASU, build my whole hometown team up, uh, build a culture, allow his family to, to come watch his, his, his games. And, and, and he's been... You know, arguably the, bis- the biggest building block uh, of our program in, in so many different ways, and it's crazy to think that he's already a senior and seeing how much he's grown both personally and and physically, and, and um, he's dominant in practice right now. He's absolutely dominant, and and if he's dominant against how hard our guys go in practice and with the skill we believe we have, it's, he's going to have a hell of a year.
0: Johnny will be one of the Sun Devils team captains this season, and that's quite an honor for a young man uh, in any hockey program or at any level, even the National Hockey League, to get to wear the letter C on your sweater. The other Sun Devil captains will be uh, defenseman Jacob Wilson and senior forward Dominic Garcia. And Greg, an interesting story on Dominic. Uh, earlier this summer, he posted a powerful letter on the ASU Athletics website, basically urging his fellow Americans to be more understanding of one another as this country continues its fight for social justice. Yeah, he's a special kid, Dom. Um, you know, and it, and it was it
1: was sobering, I think, for all of us that are close to him and that know him so well to see some of the the, the horrible experiences that he's um, unfortunately, had to, to deal with as he's gone through through the game and, and gotten to be a, a captain at a at a top Division One program, you know. And, and hockey is is a is a heavily played sport by by you know non minorities, you know. So he he's he's had it a lot more difficult than than we thought, it, it, you know. It, and it was really sobering to see such a, a great kid that we all love so much having gone through such hard circumstances to get where he's at. And uh, it took a lot of courage for Don to write that, but anyone that knows him wouldn't be surprised at, at the, the way it was, was, was delivered and, and how it was written, um, just with the, the way he was raised. He was raised by a tremendous family
0: from Las Vegas, and, and, and it's to nobody's surprise that knows him. You mentioned a moment ago, Greg, your recruiting class ranked among the top five in the country, rated as high as number two nationally at one point. Who are some of the prime newcomers you'll be counting on this year? And in your opinion, how have you been able to establish the Pitchfork as such a potent recruiting brand this early in your program's history? Well, I, the, we're excited about all these kids.
1: They're, they're all impact guys. Um, when you, when you can bring in a class rank that high, clearly they are. In net, you know, Cole Brady, six foot five, New Jersey Devil draft pick, huge kid, big presence in net. He's going to give us depth, and and he's the future of the program in net. You know, he's got a tremendous guy in front of him right now, and Evan DeBrower, and another guy that looks really good in Justin Robbins. But Cole's going to give us depth that we've never had. Um, on the back end, I talked a little bit about Carson Kossaba. But up front, the forwards are just, just so skilled and talented. you got a fourth-round pick, Ryan O'Reilly. He has a natural skill set that we just haven't had here. You know, he, 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 he can score. He's big. He uses his body and protect, protects pucks better than probably anybody we've had. Um, he's going to step into a big role right away. And then you have a guy like Matthew Copperud, skilled, loves to play, um, reminds us a lot of a young left-shot version of Johnny Walker. He's going to have that kind of potential. Um, and then Michael Mancinelli is a, a kid up front that, that should be really effective for us playing down the middle. And, and same with Benji Eckerly. All kids that really wore letters during their junior careers were winners in their junior careers. Um, and, and this is a class that, that man, our, our, our staff just nailed it with. And then again, a second yeah, the second part of the question is we've, we just have a passionate group, you know, and, and, and um, ki- kids see through. They, they, they see it. They, they, they want to be a part of what we're building. We're trying to be unique. We're trying to do everything outside of the box. Um, and, and we want to be different, and, and we are. And, and, and kids are starting to take notice of that, um, and, and they want to be a part of it. Our mantra is be the tradition and really anybody that comes here in the first decade of our program can look back in 20 years when they're done playing hockey or whenever it is and and say that they helped build a culture here at the first Pac-12 school to ever have division 1 hockey and that's a once in a lifetime opportunity that kids are really sinking their teeth in right now
0: Greg great insights as always we really appreciate you joining us twice this week uh, you were a guest on Ray Anderson's podcast Tuesday and Knocked it out of the park there, and we enjoyed having you back here this evening. You're welcome anytime, my friend, and best of luck to you this season. Tim, it's always great
1: to hear you, and we're all looking forward to hearing you on November 7th when we play USC.